Hello, and welcome to Forget What You Learned, a place for families to stop and reflect on the modern state of education. We empower you to challenge your own thinking about today's traditional school system and ask the question, are my kids thriving? I'm Corey Greenberg, a parent in the trenches just like you, and I chat with innovators, experts, and other parents who are changing the conversation, inspiring families to reevaluate how we define academic success. This podcast is brought to you by Pacific Preparatory and Tutor Corps, sister organizations molding education through innovative one-on-one learning for students in today's digital world. Hello, and welcome to the podcast today. I'm Corey Greenberg, your host, and I'm here with our two producers, Mel Nichols and Stacy Stutzman. If you are wondering what this podcast is all about, we're going to give you the answers that you need right here, right now. The backstory is that we all work together at Tudor Corps and Pacific Preparatory, which are sister organizations that specialize in customized one-on-one education. While Tudor Corps provides subject-based academic and executive functioning support for students enrolled in a range of school environments, Pacific Prep, or PAC Prep as we like to call it, is an accredited K-12 independent school where all the learning is one-on-one and designed specifically for each and every student who meet with their teachers virtually. There are a lot of online schools out there, but what sets PAC Prep apart is that all the learning is done live between teacher and student, no piles of worksheets or plug and play curriculum. Because of the high level of customization, PAC Prep serves a wide variety of learners. We have students with complex learning differences or giftedness, students whose families travel and wanna take a high quality education around the world with them serious student athletes who need flexible scheduling, as well as families who are just looking for a solution outside of our traditional system because they believe in our model and that it's the ideal way for their kids to love learning and to be successful, healthy adults. The idea for the podcast was born in a meeting between the three of us where we were discussing how much we wished parents out there knew and understood the issues facing the modern system and what it's doing to some of our youth. Because we often talk to families who never envision seeking out a one-on-one virtual school in their master plans, we're always in conversations about the failings of the system and who's out there not only raising awareness, but also trying to change it from the inside out. That said, I'm a mom of three school-age kids who all are in a traditional school. Before joining the Tudor Corps PAC prep team, I never thought about something different either, and I thought my kids were okay. And all in all, they actually are. But with my oldest going through a tough middle school adjustment, as I think most kids do, it has shined a light on some of the issues I've seen other families struggle with too. So I'm learning along with all of you listeners as we bring on guests who focus in on some of these topics. And if my kids don't end up as full-time pack prep students, I still want to make sure that we as a family are focusing on the right things in terms of their education and their overall well-being. So I'm going to turn over the microphone to Stacy and Mel to introduce themselves and just tell our listeners a little a little bit about their own why. 
Yeah, I'll go ahead and start. Uh, hi, everyone. Uh, my name is Stacy. I've been uh, working with Peck Prep and Tutor Corps for the last six or seven years. I was originally coming out of higher education. I taught English in the college classroom for six years. And then when I was transitioning out of academia, I actually started working with students one on one with us, both as a tutor and as an instructor of record for a bunch of English and social studies uh, middle school classes. And in this time, I just my eyes were really opened to all of the different ways that education could exist. I think I went through a pretty traditional education experience. I'm very much a chaser of the A and very validation based. And so sort of seeing the way that education could look a little bit differently when it was really, when I was really working with students and seeing who they were and helping, you know, shape the curriculum around who they were, it was pretty uh, fundamental. So as I've come onto the leadership team at our organizations, I've just continued to think more and more about the ways that we can open up students' eyes and teachers' eyes and families' eyes to how education can look a little bit differently. And so when we decided to launch Forget What, Forget what You Learned, we were just really excited to bring that conversation to more folks because it really has changed the way I think about what it means for little humans to be learning in the world today. Um, thank you, Stacey. Uh, and my name is Mel Nichols, and I've been working with Tutor for Pacific Preparatory for the last eight years now um, in all different roles. Currently, I serve as the Chief Operating Officer, and I am a former teacher. I taught seventh and eighth grade in the Bay Area and also in Sacramento. Um, I did Teach for America. I have a degree in secondary English education, um, and I pretty much always figured that I would be a lifelong teacher. I think even when I was a little kid, I would play teacher. Um, and that just seemed very natural for me. Um, and I did like teaching. I thought it was really fun and enjoyable, but there were also a lot of like pieces of it. I think I'm the type of person who naturally wants to do better, look for better, understand more. And parts of working in a school, kind of seeing behind the curtain didn't didn't feel exactly right. Um, and I decided ultimately to leave the classroom and start working for Tudor Corps and Pacific Preparatory, sort of this education adjacent space as I saw it. And I didn't have any allegiance to individualized um, learning. I didn't, I, you know, I wasn't into tutoring previously. I tutored some of my students, but I wasn't tutored as, as a kid. Um, and the more I think, you know, over the last like several years, I have also had my own children. I have two um, little ones. I have a, an almost six-year-old and a, and I have a two-year-old. And with my almost six-year-old, I have, you know, being a former teacher and being in the one-to-one -one education space still, I'm like, okay, I need to, you know, figure out what school I want um, my uh, child to go into. And I think <laughs> this is sort of the funny thing. I think like a lot of, I, I, so I started diving in basically to like the home education world, homeschool world. Um, and I learned that there are, because it's like very grassroots, there's a lot of different types of people. You can be like the super religious homeschool family, but you can also be like the secular 
we're just trying to do what's best for our kids and live life and have structure and joy and learning. Um, and so that is the camp that I fall into. And um, I also just like to do things my own way. Um, and so uh, we'll start uh, homeschooling my almost six-year-old starting in the fall. And, and the plan is for that to not just be a temporary thing, but I really like see that as I think something that we'll continue to do through the school years and maybe um, have, you know, and, and be interested in do lots of different activities and, and lots of learning all the time. I, I, I don't, we don't have to do any sort of formal school with my um, kiddo right now. She just likes to learn um, as kids naturally do. Um, but yeah, I started reading. I'm a, I'm a reader. I'm a researcher. I like to know. Um, so I've listened to thousands of podcasts, I've read hundreds of books, have listened to countless just folks in the education space and specifically now the home education or one-on-one -on -one education space talk about like how do we help kids thrive? And that's why I'm really excited to be on this podcast because I think that that is something that we maybe could do a little bit better. Um, I think that a lot of kids in this country are struggling at all ends of the socioeconomic sphere. It, it's not, it, it's not dependent on, you know, and, and sometimes kids who are in the higher income brackets are struggling in more in different ways. Um, and so just kind of learning about all of these different things and these pieces and like, how do we actually help kids thrive? Like if we take out all the ego, um, all the like, but we've always done it this way. If we take out all that, like, what do we know? And what does the science actually say about like what, how we create thriving kids, therefore thriving adults, therefore a thriving society. And I think we're missing the mark in a lot of like really clear ways. So I'm really excited to, I love talking shop <laughs> with Corey and Stacy about this. And I am so excited to talk with just a range of professionals and, you know, just folks who really care about kids and folks who care about education and like hear what they have to say about education and our kids and then um, share it with all of you. I think like one thing you just said, Mel, just made me think of, you know, when you're talking about how our kids are struggling right now, I think as parents, the first thing we do when our kids are struggling with something, let's say school, is we say, what are we doing wrong as parents? Mm -hmm. You know, like, what are we contributing? Is it that my kids, you know, I, I don't have enough structure. They don't have enough extracurriculars. They don't, you know, and the point of this podcast is to really ask the question, well, is it the system that's failing our kids as opposed to mm -hmm. something on the parents or something within the, the child that's really the source of the problem? Um, because I don't think, you know, like I said in, you know, my little introduction, um, I didn't really think because I grew up in the traditional system, like you said, Stacey, and I never thought about actually maybe the way we teach kids in this country isn't helping them to thrive, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. like you just said. And all over the world too. I mean, this sort of factory model for less of a for lack of a better term, it is something that's really used widely across the world. And I think that if it worked, we'd see maybe happier societies. And I think that's our ultimate goal, right? We want our kids to be happy. Um, but yeah, I, I agree with you, Corey. It's, it's, 
thinking about the systems, the larger pieces at play, rather than adding it as another like bullet point on the list of the things that we quote unquote need to be doing as parents, but like really where is like the larger society not supporting parents versus what do we do individually? And I think the answer is different for everyone, but I think there are a lot of really common themes that we all share and like just know in our hearts is like the right way to go for our kids. But for whatever reason, it's hard. Yeah, it gives them, I think that the guests that you will hear come on the podcast this season are going to inspire you as parents to say, oh, there are people out there doing something different. I mean, I think it inspires some bravery. Like I think, Mel, I think of you as doing, you know, this homeschool journey with your own kids as being brave because it's stepping outside of what everybody else does, quote unquote. But the more we shine a light on other people who are doing th- doing and thinking about education differently, maybe the more bravery it inspires. Well, I think the reason it feels so brave or even having these conversations feels sort of non-traditional is just that like we are so attached to what we did. And so like, for instance, I felt like a pretty successful student. You know, I got straight A's. I was valedictorian. I got a scholarship. I went on to grad school. I just kept checking every box. And so I think I hold on to that so deeply. Like if, like I don't have children myself, but if I think about raising children and what would I want for them in school? I'm like, oh, well, I'm successful. And I did those things. So they would have to do those things too. But like what that isn't taking into account is the full picture. Like I also have some neurotic tendencies because I'm a little bit of an anxious people pleaser because I liked getting the A and it felt so hard to not get A's. And so it feels scary to think outside of that because you are risking something. You're like, well, what happens if we change the rules? What happens if we think about child happiness, to use Mel's term, like happiness as the primary goal, not necessarily make little replicas of exactly what we did. And I think that's why it feels scary and brave, just because we're all in a position that it's, yeah, we've only done it one way or versions of that same way. And so it feels like a leap of faith to try to do it a little differently. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's really interesting too. Like as a whole, it's like, yeah, we want society to be happy. We want our kids to be happy. And there's also so much more to it. Um, We want our kids to know how to like live in a community and like get along with others. And like you said, Stacey, like those anxious tendencies, we see so many people, I mean, if you look at studies, but you don't even have to look at studies, you can talk to your colleagues and friends and like, just know how prevalent that like adult anxiety is, or this feeling like I have to fit in this box and stay in this box and not realize like you can chart your own sort of um, territory. And I think it's good for kids to know that there are all sorts of options and that like you know, being challenged and doing hard things is so important. And also finding your true path. We know, you know, so many kids graduate from school and they don't know what they want to do or they think they want to know what they do want to do. And then they don't actually, you know, when they get to college, they're like, mm, actually, I don't, I don't know about that. Or, or for me, I thought, you know, there was like 10 career options and one was to be a teacher. So I did that. And then I realized, Actually, like now as an adult, there are a lot of things that I don't like about this. Um, And yeah, I think that it's just a good, this is a great format just to say, hey, 
not everything will work for everyone and everyone has to do it their own way. But we also have to stop pretending that everything is working <laughs> beautifully because it's, it's clearly not. Right. And um, like in one of the episodes you'll hear, there's um, a guest who talks about, you know, taking baby steps. Mm -hmm. Right. So, so like, you know, it, it's obviously a huge leap for someone like me to pull my kids out of school and, you know, start unschooling them. And that, you know, sh her point was, you don't have to do that. Like you can start small, which is, you know, for one example that we've done in my own household is changing the way we talk about grades. You know, they're in a school where there is, you know, there's a focus on grades, but it's not even necessarily only coming from the school. It's the community, like the pe the group of parents that, you know, are very driven. And so their kids are driven and, you know, all of this, but, you know, that doesn't have to be us. And the, a little change can just be, you know what, you're in middle school, you getting some B's, maybe even a C, like, it's okay. And what's a bigger priority is like, not only your mental health, because we don't want all of that pressure and anxiety to build, but also the point of going to school is learning. <laughs> it's not getting a grade, it's learning. And so if we can change the conversation to like, what did you learn? And if you didn't learn anything, okay, like we're just going to move on from that. And it's not going to, I don't want my kids to internalize any of that. So like I, I was really encouraged by that conversation because I can tell you, honestly, I'm not ready to unschool my kids. Um, I just personally am not ready for that. But that doesn't mean that we can't make some progress in the right direction in terms of protecting their well-being. I like the I like the mention of like protecting their well-being, because I think that's what we always try to come at it from like after the fact, like, oh, my perfectionist child now has like severe anxiety or my, um, you know, we're sort of seeing like all these things have happened and we're sort of trying to address them on the back end with like an hour of therapy a week or something like that. And it's like, but, but wait, we'll make so much more headway if we actually go from the other end and think about how do we, how do we, how do we protect our kids' mental health from the start? How, like, instead of trying to repair it when it's already damaged, how do we just make sure that from the start they're good and so that they, you know, they don't have to deal with, with things that are unnecessary to thriving? Well, and I think a large part of it then is, like, moving away from, like, individual culpability mm -hmm. and blame and shame to questioning the system. So even Corey, this example you just gave, you're like, oh, and then even if you didn't learn anything, that's okay, let's move on. And I think that piece is so important because it's like, yeah, if they didn't learn anything. Is this a deficit of theirs? Or is this a deficit of the system that is, you know, creating them? And so Mel, you'd given the example of like trying to fix something from the back end with like one hour of therapy a week or whatever. And I feel like that's also, again, it's like putting the individual in charge of their mm -hmm. own, of healing themselves when they're not the one that harmed themselves too, you know? So like really just thinking about like, how can we create these systems that, you know, are more protective, are more kind, have more grace as opposed to this like very cutthroat yet inadequate system that then says, well, why did you fail at this system? This must be you when like really the whole thing was damaged to begin with. Yeah. So yeah, I think it's a lot of really important conversations to be had there. 
Well, we um, are hoping that you're interested in listening to the season. Uh, there's some really fascinating people coming on to just talk about their unique perspectives. Um, some of them are parents themselves. Some of them are, you know, in the mental health space. Some of them have schools that are doing things very differently that uh, in ways that you may not never have imagined. Um, and it's going to be, you know, just a really nice variety of folks coming on and, and, you know, talking about the themes that we've talked about today. So from Mel, Stacy, and myself, Corey, the host, we are really looking forward to having you along for the ride. Great. Thank you, Corey. Thanks. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Forget What You Learned, hosted by me, Corey Greenberg. As always, our goal is to allow you to zoom out on the snapshot of your family's life and answer the question, are my kids thriving? We're here to inspire you to make those small and maybe big changes to answer yes. We'd like to thank our sponsors, Pacific Preparatory and Tutor Corps, sister organizations committed to educating students with an innovative and holistic approach in today's digital world. Don't forget to subscribe to the show and leave a rating and review. See you next time.